Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I'm Lisa Tauber. I'm an award-winning personal stylist who's actually been in the business now for 17 years. I specialize in elevating professional women, entrepreneurs, and women in business with their personal brand. These podcasts are about sharing my hints and tips. And along the way, I'm super excited to welcome guests who will be sharing their star stories, their expert advice. And I'm also going to be showcasing some brands that I know you are going to love. So if you're a lady who lacks time, struggles to put an outfit together, wears the same things time and time again, and doesn't want the hassle to find something new when shopping, you will absolutely enjoy this podcast. I really hope you love the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. Hello and welcome to episode 37, couldn't remember what episode it was, um, episode 37 of my podcast, The Pocket Stylist. Um, I'm Lisa Talbot and I'm thrilled today to be joined by Janice Jones and we are going to be talking all about women of a certain age. Now, what do we mean by that? Basically, what we're going to be talking about is, you know, how do women think they should look and feel past a certain age? How does society think we should look past a certain age? And more importantly, how do we kind of articulate ourselves through that kind of next stage and stages of our lives past a certain age? And I know we we talk about it, don't we, past a certain age, but let's get into it and it will all suddenly become you know, how, what we wear, how do we feel, how do we kind of put ourselves across, etc. So first of all, I need to introduce Janice. So Janice, hello, how are you? I'm great. I'm really good. And I am definitely past that certain age and I'm loving it. <laughs> and do you know what? It's really interesting because just tell everybody a little bit about what you do, because I was drawn to you because of your wow statement. Um, so tell everybody a little bit about you and, and then we will just go from there. Great. Well, I'm known as the wow life creator. So I work with women in their 50s and 60s and beyond if, if you know, if older women want to get involved uh, and, and really look at their mindset and what it is that they tell themselves about what they can or can't do or you know that whole mindset around oh the best years of my life are over and the kids are leaving home or have left home you know uh, like for me you know parents both died in my 50s went through the menopause got divorced all of that but actually it's been the most exciting time of my life and the most freeing time of my life because I am not allowing those negative limiting voices to tell me who or what or how I can be in the world because I think especially in this day and age like with what you do Lisa we can be anything and I think it's the most exciting time in history for women because we can start businesses in our 50s and 60s and 70s we can become an author. We can do all sorts of things that just was not possible for other generations of women of our age. Yeah, and, and you know what? I love what you said, and I totally agree. And I think, 
you, you kind of hit on something, you know, when you said about how life changes and life evolves. And it's really interesting because my twins are 17 and my son passed his driving test a week ago. And, and I did, you know, I put a post on, on social media of this little silver mini going out the gate last Monday morning. And do you know what? It, I kind of felt a little bit sick. I did, I'll admit it. And I felt tearful. But I thought, oh, wow, this is another stage in my life, you know, because I, I've always been at home with them. So I've got, you know, I set my business up purely so I could do school run and school pickup. There was no alternative for me. That's what I wanted to do. And I kind of looked and I thought, you know what, as each stage in their life, my life changed. And it was, you know, preschool, then it went to junior school, then it went to senior school, then it went to sick form. And now it's gone to the fact that, you know, for the first time in however many years, I haven't done a school run. And it's very bizarre. It's the most bizarre feeling. But then I kind of thought, wow, that gives me another hour one side of the day, which is the morning. And it gives me another hour, the other side of the day. So I've got Again, two more hours of my day, which, yes, probably a bit like so many other ladies, I can put another load of washing on or I can make sure that, you know, I've cooked the tea. I might have made a shepherd's pie or not that they're that enamored by shepherd's pie, but you know what I mean. I can, I can kind of not have to be working to this massive deadline. But it's so interesting how, like you said, it, it kind of evolves. But it, what you said was really interesting as well, because I've had a couple of people say to me, well, what are you going to do now? And you kind of go, what do you mean? What am I going to do now? You know, <laughs> and it's a bit like, well, well, what are you going to do now then, Lisa? Are you going to, you, you know, I, I was kind of left with my mouth open because I thought, what does that actually mean? What do you think I'm going to do now? I'm still the same person, Right. I still have my business to run and now it's an most exciting time because I can now potentially look to do different things in my business. I can change it. I can maybe drop certain things, but I can also integrate new things. Yeah. But it's, it goes back to what you said, Janice, about what society thinks of a woman of a certain age, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm very much of this thing, Lisa, which is in every other society in the world so whether it was africa india uh american you know american real indians you yep. know um every society up until you know recently would have revered women of our age would have valued their wisdom their experience and their knowledge but we live in a culture that is throwaway, that is ageist. And it says, well, you know, once you sort of get through your 40, hit your 50s, you know, you're over the hill. No, you're not. You know, we are of the generation where I'm a baby boomer generation. You know, I was born in 1960. So, you know, Unlike my mother or my grandmother, they were absolutely worn out by the time they got to my age. I'm not. I've got more energy now than I had in my 30s when I had my children. So 
I'm only just starting this exciting, wow, I'm doing that and I'm doing that. And, you know, I've just finished my master's in positive psychology and I'm now building my businesses. And it's like, no, it's we're not the same generation. And unfortunately, there are still both women and generally in society, people who are still thinking in that old way. And it's not, doesn't have to be that way anymore. This can be the most exciting time of our lives. Yeah, and because you know, I was sitting there thinking about it as you were talking about it. You know, I think, you know, some ladies do have their own limiting beliefs, don't they? But what I think, and what I was sitting there thinking, women are amazing people. Listen, men are wonderful too, right? But, but women, if you think about it, have, I think, this, this inbuilt project management skill. Because they say, don't they, a woman can just multitask. And if you think about it from, you know, whether you've been a stay-at-home mum, whether you've been a lady who works part-time, whether you've had a full-time role, whether you've had a business, whatever you've done, you've thought, right, hang on a minute, if you've had children, or even if you, you hadn't had children, you think, right, hang on, I've got to get make sure the food shop's in. I've got to make sure that um, actually I've done the washing and the ironing. And then if you've got children, right, okay, I've got to get them to school. Then I've got to maybe pick them up. Then I've got to make sure they've done their prep. Oh, hang on a minute. I've got to take one to the dentist. Then I've got to do, you know, and you suddenly go on and on and on, right? And women have this amazing mindset of being able to do everything right. and being that kind of, pivotal role in the family listen i know that there's some wonderful men who take on that role as well yeah. but you know it it is amazing do you know what's really interesting what do you see then janice as in the ladies that you work with what is would you say is the biggest limiting belief that they have mm. yeah the one that comes up the most all the time is that whole thing of, I have to put myself last. Ah, really? And so when we keep doing that, when we keep putting our own dreams on hold and filling up everybody else's cup from our cup and then there's nothing left in our cup, when we keep doing that, I mean, it's like, you know, they always say on the plane, put your own mask on first. Yeah, and yeah. we are terrible. Women are terrible at doing that. We put everybody else first. We have very bad boundaries where it's almost impossible for some women to say no or to give themselves even the time and the space to think about whether <laughs> they even want to do this thing. Yeah, yeah. They go, yeah, immediately. <laughs> and then you know, are stuck doing something that they haven't got the time to do, the energy to do, or even sometimes the inclination. They don't want to do it, and yes. they'll still do it. So one of the main barriers to it is around that boundary thinking, which is I, I see it like a bucket, right? Yeah. And I see our energy and our well-being and all of that. It's all in this bucket. And... If we've got holes in the bucket and the holes are every time we're saying yes to things that we really shouldn't be, all of that stuff is coming out the bucket and we're in, we end up with dregs at the bottom. And then when we're trying to build our dreams, even if we allow ourselves to have the dreams, 
we've got no energy left or hardly we're, we're trying to make do and scrimp and you know trying to make do with these scraps of time and of energy and of resource because we keep putting ourselves last all the time so my first job is always to say okay i we learn one simple technique which is called the three p's which oh, is go on if you're asked can you do you say the first p pause yeah the second p ponder and the third p proceed so the pause is you say can i get back to you on that it's the simplest sentence but it makes the biggest difference because then you can go away and it might be in an hour a day or a week that you get back to that person but you've gone away and you've thought do i have the time to do this do i have the energy to do this and do i have the inclination to do this and they're three really important questions and once you start even just doing that all of a sudden you are and people go well i can't do that because people might not like me they might think i'm awful and selfish it's not selfish to put your own mask on that's the lie it's let's give ourselves the time and the energy and and the resources that we need because we're feeding so many other people let's make sure we've got stuff in there to feed them with and don't feed people from your bucket feed people from the overflow of your bucket and you know that is so interesting because uh, you know there's probably uh, me and and there's you know probably some people listening to this thinking my goodness i have been in that situation where someone's asked you to do something and you desperately want to say no, but yes comes out of your mouth. And when the yes comes out, you sit back and go, oh no, why did I say yes? And it, you're absolutely right. That whole pause, makes you, it just gives you time, doesn't it? But we've all done it, haven't we? We've all gone yes and gone, oh God, when am I, when am I going to fit that into my day? So it, it's a really interesting one. Do you know, Janice, as well, from, from my perspective, I see so many ladies and I get messages, you know, and saying to me, well, Lisa, what would you wear? Because I'm now past this age, right? And I say, hang on a minute. Style doesn't have an age limit. Style and fashion and, and what the shops and the retailers online and, and in the stores, they don't suddenly go, you can't come in here because you are of a certain age. They basically go, this is what we have to offer. Come and have a look. And what's really interesting is, you know, um, it, it, for me, it doesn't say that once you're past a certain age, you have to look a certain way. It, it still goes back to your whole personal brand, which means who are you as a person? Who, you know, how do you want to be represented by your clothing? And, and yes, you may not wear the same clothing that your 15 year old daughter's wearing or that the, the, the girlfriend of your son is wearing, but you can still look modern and fresh and on trend. You might choose 
this season's colour. You may choose, I don't know, this season's fabric being pleather or denim or whatever. But you're yeah. going to, you can still look young and modern. And I think what's, that's really interesting. You know, when, when some of the retailers like, you know, Topshop and Miss Selfridge were really prominent, some of my clients would say, oh, I can't go in there because they, they're for the younger people. And actually, they don't differentiate when they launch their collections. They don't go, right, that's for the 15-year-olds, that's for the 25-year-olds. They say, these are our collections. Come in and have a look and choose what suits your personality. You know, and, and that's where my perspective is all about. You will never buy all of your clothes, right, from one retailer because you get otherwise a very, you know, similar look. But you what you might buy, I don't know, um, an, a, a jumper from H&M. You might buy a pair of trousers from Marks and Spencers. You might then go online to a different retailer to buy a scarf. But it's about creating your look that makes you feel good. So, you know. Yeah. And I think there's that thing, isn't there, is it's that self-talk and that's yes. what we really have to question self-talk what am i saying to myself and how is that impacting me and you know if it's if it's limiting you now fair enough you know i'm 61 i don't want to be wearing a mini skirt yeah my 31 year old my i don't even though i've got great legs I've got great legs, you know, they are, I run, so my legs are great, but I don't want, because that's for me, you know, yeah, I just yeah. don't want to, but it doesn't mean, I mean, I went shopping at the weekend, I got loads of stuff from New Look, that's supposed to be for youngsters, but actually they've got some new lines in there, blue vanilla and apricot and things, which are great. You yeah, know, but you know what's really great. interesting, Janice, what's really interesting, you said it then, it's for the young people. Well, that's because, in a way, you thought that. But until you went in there... I go in, I go, Oh, my goodness, I like yeah. that. I really yeah. like that. And it's about yeah. going... It's not about, for, from my perspective, if you shop in a high street, it's not about walking past. It's about going in. Going in. It's yeah. going in. And, and you know what? The, the, the gentlemen and the women that work in these retailers... They don't look at you and go, oh, you shouldn't be in here. They look at you and go, oh, she might be buying something. That's good for my sales. <laughs> but I actually think there's a real, and, and maybe this is an area that you want to go into, okay? And I'll give you this for free, which is... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> there are no brands who are going, you know, they're showing the models, modeling of my age group. Because all the models that you see modeling the clothes are all 20s. Yeah, yeah. And that's why people don't. So people want to see people like them. So there needs to be more brands which are showing women in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s as models. And then the clothes, and, and, and they can still 
would be the same blooming clothes, but that they are being modelled by people that you can actually relate to. And that's interesting. 20-something-year-old. Yeah, but that's interesting you said that, isn't it? Because Marks and Spencers did a big campaign with a, a different age groups. That's really interesting. And then, but, but for people like the other retailers, they haven't done it. And, and it, I suppose it goes back to that whole thing, doesn't it, of when, you know, whether you were petite, whether you were a plus size, you didn't see those models anywhere. Whereas now online, you know, they have wonderful um, collections being showcased by all different shapes, sizes, heights, big yeah. busted, slim legged, you know, wide hipped, all that type of thing. And it's, you're absolutely right because people look at it and go, oh, that's me. I can wear that. And, but it goes back, doesn't it, to everything we've spoken about, about how women perceive themselves. And, mm. and it's more about, it goes back to that whole feel perspective of how do I feel? And, and we, we, we touched on this before we obviously pressed record. You know, <clears throat> ladies of a certain age with the menopause, whether, you've, whether you went into menopause early, whether you're pre-menopausal, whether you're post-menopausal, Menopause can have such a dramatic effect on women's lives. <clears throat> Excuse me, a frog in my throat. Um, can have such a dramatic impact on a woman's lives. You know, some women are uh, very lucky. They only get minor symptoms. Other ladies, you know, we, we've watched it. Davina McCall, Meg Matthews. They've been very open about how menopause has, has made them feel. Go back to that word, feel. So from you know, from what you were talking about, about pressing that pause button and from my perspective about how people choose to select what they wear, <clears throat> menopause in a way has to be treated how people feel it's going to affect them. But it should never be written off that, like you said, women of a menopausal age, kind of you're done. It's about going, hang on a minute, how does menopause affect me? But at the end of it, I've got to feel good. And like you said, you're a runner. You know, some people use, don't they, the countryside for a walk or, yeah. you know, that type of yeah, thing. To, yeah. yeah, yeah. To, to create that headspace. Yeah. Because in some cases, you know, that's what helps them and gives them the confidence, doesn't it? So we were talking, as you said, before we came, came on to this, you know, this, this yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, podcast and about visibility. And, and one of the things that certainly happened to me when I was going through the menopause was that thing of becoming invisible, first of all, to men and to society, and then more scarily towards myself. And when I recognized that actually I felt like I'd become invisible to myself, I knew I was in trouble and I needed to do something about it. Janice, what do you mean by invisible to yourself? Explain that, explain yeah. that term, what you just said. Yeah, so for me personally, going through the menopause, there literally, I... I had some symptoms, but literally from day one, I just stopped uh, bleeding. I stopped having yep. a period, right? And yeah, I had some symptoms that went on. But from literally from that day, it's almost like 
I cease to give out a pheromone or something and that suddenly I became invisible to men. And it, they just literally, it's, it's like a biological thing. I don't know what it is, but it literally, it was like the day and then all of a sudden, not that I've ever been one that, oh, I, I need to get, you know, men looking at me. I've never yeah, yeah. been like that anyway. But it was just so apparent that that happened. And that was one thing. But the, when I realized, I mean, I'd been in a, a narcissistic marriage and suffered from narcissistic abuse, which is that gaslighting. And when I realized that actually... I had completely disappeared. So I had given all my power away. Uh, I, you know, I wasn't uh, thinking, what am I doing with my life? It was just, I, I, I realized I wasn't present in my own life. I was no longer a mum because my children were in a different country to me and they were both grown up and living their lives. You know, I walked away from that marriage and thought, well, I'm not a mum, you know, I'm not a daughter anymore because both my parents have yeah. died and, and I'm not a wife anymore. So who am I? So, so Janice, you know, if, how did you get out of that mindset then? Because was there something, I, I know it sounds stupid, was there a piece of clothing you used to put on that made you feel good? Was there, I don't know, a, a friend that you had that supported you? How, how did you flip? I'm just, I'm just interested how you yeah, yeah. So I was actually living in Spain, up a mountain, on my own, in the middle of nowhere, in a house with no electricity. It just had solar power. It didn't even have, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. to get out of a tap. You, you had to get your water delivered and everything. And literally, I was in the middle of nowhere and feeling incredibly low confidence in all the things we just talked about. And I knew that there was a centre run by a woman about 40 miles away, which did yoga. That's all I knew. Wow. That's all I knew. And I thought, I don't know why, but literally the day I walked away from my ex, I contacted her and I said, I don't know why, but I need to come and speak to you. I went to see her the next day and she said to me, We've got, a, uh, and I was supposed to be having Reiki with her because, you know, I am Reiki trained and she did Reiki. We ended up just talking and she said, there is a class coming afterwards. Stay and meet some other women who also live in the area. And that was it for me. That changed everything. And from that point, I got back into my yoga. Um, I wrote a book about love addiction and published it. You know, I was able to write and record and release an album of music because I play music. You well, know, yeah. all of this stuff happened. Yeah, bit like, the, bit like the light bulb went on. Literally. And then I thought I need to go back to the UK and I want to do a master's in positive psychology. And, 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 and I did it. And it was just like bump, 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 like this. It, uh, but I had to get, it's almost like for me, I had to get to that point. Yeah. Of, I was literally waking up in fear every day because I never knew if he was going to turn up and start shouting at me or you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. mind games and all that. I had no neighbours. I had, you know, it was a scary place to be. Yeah. I had no friends around me, no family. 
no support. It's, it, you know, it, it's so interesting. It's so isn't? important to get with other women and they supported me through that process. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? I think that's why, you know, from, from my perspective, when, when I shop, sometimes, you know, clients will say, can I bring my friend? Or, you know, absolutely you can, you know, because actually the more the merrier, you know, because then it's a bit like we all go on a shopping trip together, you know. Um, but I think I have loved chatting to you today because I think it, it's so true, isn't it? What we've spoken about with regards to, you know, in inverted commas, women of a certain age, but actually from what you've been saying and what I've been saying it, it, there is no limit. There is no limit to, to us as women what we can achieve. And I think, you know, even if you if you take into account the past 18 months that everybody's been through, I've seen more women set up businesses than ever because they've gone, right, would well, you know what? A, we've always had a bit of an idea. So now we've had the opportunity to do it. But it, I think, you, you know, and, and it, it, honestly, this, this podcast is no disrespect to men because there are amazing men out there and, and we're not here to do that. We're here to say, but as women, do you know what? We're, we're bloody strong and we're, we're amazing. Quite, yeah, we just need to give ourselves that our own confidence and believe that like, like for me, you can go in any shop. You can, you can look at online retailers and go, yes, I love it. I can wear it, you know, and it represents me as a person, that type of thing. Before we finish, Janice, where can um, people find you? So on Instagram, it's at the positive life. Yeah, that, that, that's on Instagram. And um, I'm on Clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, Janice Jones, which has got a double N. So it's Janice with which is Jan Nice Jones. Ah, nice. <laughs> I like that to remember and uh yes i'm on linkedin as janice jones and i don't really do facebook i'm not a facebook person. no but that's fine because you know i know that there will be a few women who have listened to the podcast that will resonate with what you've spoken about and what i've spoken about and it's always lovely that you know people love to kind of pick up some more hints and tips along the way and if anybody wants to connect with you directly then that's absolutely wonderful so um i hope everybody has thoroughly enjoyed this podcast as much as I have it's one of those ones that you can just keep talking but we have to go no do you know what because we could be here forever Janice because we could really put the world to rights on this one um I hope everyone's enjoyed it um thank you so much for listening and we will see you all next week thank you Janice again bye everybody bye thank you bye-bye Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to know more about working with me, then why not book a discovery call with me via my website, lisatalbert.co.uk. And I look forward to welcoming you back next week. Bye-bye.